0: welcome along this is the boys of tech this is episode 214 for week beginning monday the 27th of may 2013 great to have you along my name is edwin herman and co-hosting with me uh, joining me over skype in fact is brett king welcome to the show brett hey 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 well it's been another week actually, actually it's been a week and a half for us haven't we we've in the last couple of episodes have been a week and a half apart a mm. bit of a change to our regular schedule, but anyway, it means that we have more stories to cover. So we'll kick them off now, right? Okie do- dokie. Okay, so we 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 can't really we can't not talk about Microsoft's announcement, right? It, it hasn't released it yet, but it has announced it, and that is, of course, the Xbox One. Brett, you are, I know you're a, a PlayStation sort of a guy, but you've got to admit, this is a nice piece of technology, right?
1: Oh, it's, it's definitely a nice piece of kit, definitely. And they're, well, it, it's what you would expect, really, with a, a next-generation console, with it being one of the boxes that sits in your lounge room connected to your, TV, the fact that they've gone for a lot of that integration uh, with other devices, with other things, just kind of seemed the way that it was destined to go.
0: You're right. I was I was expecting the same thing, to be honest, and I think everyone else was as well. Integration yeah. with television. Uh, yep. Also, of course, they've got this Connect thing going, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's they're really integrating the Kinect as an essential part of the the Xbox experience as the kind of almost the primary control. It would be the primary interface you use to interface with the Xbox One on a day-to-day basis. You'll only pick up the controller when you're playing a game that requires a controller.
0: So how do you actually... So it's got two purposes, right? One is to... uh, One is the whole motion
1: tracking yeah um for the, the the connect with its cameras getting that whole mocap going on so that you can play your your your, your jumping around games but also do gesture based controls and the other is the the voice recognition the uh, microphones built into the the um the connect and the software that they've got behind it powering it for for voice recognition and voice control so you will be able to speak to your you know do the whole uh 80s sci-fi trope of you walk into your home and you say lights on. (laughs) Well, this one will be you walk into the home and you say Xbox on and it turns on the console, turns on your television. You go Xbox home or watch CNN or go to Cartoon Channel, (laughs) that sort of thing. So you'll be able to speak to it and have it change the channel that you're watching, have it connect to, uh, you know, startup game that you're playing, have it connect to other media sources that you might have. So if you've got a media streaming service that you're connected to, then you can get stuff off of that, get watch stuff that's on your computers, on the network, all that sort of stuff, all by controlling it with gestures or speech.
0: So the voice commands aren't only for the Xbox per se, it's also for the in uh, the integrated parts, like the television, for example, you can yeah, say yeah. what's on HBO and stuff be like using
1: that. Using the Xbox to control your other other devices.
0: That is very very cool. There's a lot. A lot of people are very excited about this, uh, mm. and, and of course, the release date is still uh, only later this year, whatever that means.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're very still very vague on the. It, it's it's this year, sometime maybe.
0: <laughs> Probably in time for Christmas, I'm guessing.
1: Probably um, just in, as in, you they, know just before most Christmas. Console manufacturers bring them out in about the same time, you know, trying to get that Christmas rush. Um, but they also might be waiting for the completion of some prime franchises to be released with it.
0: So, like the EA Sports kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, some some big name games that people are going to want to play, so they'll want to get this new device.
0: Yeah, because and, if, if it's got no games, people aren't going to buy it, right? Oh precisely. And they, Especially,
1: well, some people might have bought it because it's the next generation Xbox, even if it didn't have some big name games on release, if they could have played their current games in it. But that's like the, the, the big big downside for the, the new Xbox is the fact that you will not be able to play any of your previous Xbox games, Xbox, Xbox 360. They're completely incompatible.
0: Yeah that's where it's received a lot of criticism actually the fact that it's not backwards compatible not even one step
1: yeah not even one step that is that is pretty poor because it means you're going to if you have if you are a serious Xbox gamer then you've probably invested you know many hundreds if not thousands of dollars into games over the over the lifetime of Xbox, Xbox 360 that you have been able to play and instead of being able to replace your ageing Xbox 360 with a brand new Xbox One and still be able to play the same games, you're going to have to keep your Xbox 360 and find some space for this new box.
0: Well, I was going to say, all it would mean, yeah, as you said, Brett, is that you you just keep your your Xbox 360 as well uh, if you've got the space. But it
1: does then, it starts to defeat the purpose of that of that ubiquitous one box sort of thing, that one box to control them all. When for the, you know, for a lot of console gamers, at least initially, they're going to be spending most of their time gaming on the Xbox 360 still and using the Xbox One to play a a few of the big titles that have come out or control stuff, possibly. So they've kind of uh, slightly shot themselves in the foot there. The only way they can redeem it is if there are some really big titles to draw people to buy it, and if the box is sold cheaply, because the only way that they're going to really leverage off of that whole control and interaction and, and you know, into single interface sort of thing, is if they can get a lot of people buying it.
0: Now, are we expecting <laughs> so they're not
1: going to want to price it out of people's, of you know, people's uh, buy it to use it as a control device or to play these new games if they price it too high then they're going to get the hardcore and
0: yeah especially if they're not getting especially if they're not getting a return on the xbox 360 because they're not selling it
1: exactly and a lot of people a lot of people do that you know they get the next console by (laughs) partially funding the purchase price of that by selling their old console yeah
0: that's right yeah now Brett, are we expecting the same from uh, sony with their playstation release later this year
1: uh, the PlayStation 4, it's going very much along that similar lines of, of control uh, and interface with all the different things that you've got, being able to play music, play media from your home network, being able to play media from streaming services, being able to um, interface and control and that sort of thing. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Sony does have a tendency to have backwards compatibility. Like the the you know the PlayStation Two was released, and you could pl- you could continue to play all of your PlayStation games on the PlayStation Two. When the PlayStation Three was first released, you could continue to play all of the PlayStation One and PlayStation Two games that you had on that as well. Even, even it was only one afterwards, even, yeah, yeah, even one. Oh, um, wow. one's always been there. It was the um. Because the original, the initial release of the PlayStation 3 actually was a PlayStation 3 with a PlayStation 2 in it. Oh,
0: really? Is that right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It still had it had PlayStation 2 hardware to play all of the PlayStation and PlayStation oh, 2 games.
0: Oh, is that how they did
1: it? But then to cut down costs for all of the next, you know, because they put out multiple iterations of the console and several different form factors of the, the PlayStation 3 console, they got rid of that hardware because all of that extra hardware was adding a, you know a heap of complexity and extra cost to the manufacturing process. So then they switched to a software emulation uh, backwards compatibility, which meant not everything was backwards compatible and not everything was 100% backwards compatible, but a lot of the big titles were still backwards compatible through the software emulation on the PlayStation 3. So fingers crossed, or at least i am definitely got my fingers crossed that the PlayStation 4 will be backwards compatible with the 3 uh, at the very least.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Has Sony said anything about the the, the backwards compatibility for the? release I haven't seen
1: anything. To be honest, I haven't followed it yet. It's too soon, too soon. It's just announcement stuff. Nothing, you know, nitty-gritty to, to sink your teeth into, to work out what's going on. That's when I generally, my hype starts getting on. It's when we've got some... some some people have actually had a chance to have a play with it instead of just sit in a conference hall and be talked at about how awesome it is.
0: Yeah, as I did with uh, Microsoft's so far, announcement. With
1: both, yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> back,
0: back to Microsoft, you know, a lot of my friends uh, do play Xbox and they are mm-hmm. very, very excited and they're saying that this is really, you know, going to take it to their next level. It's going to really position the Xbox very, very well in the in the console market.
1: Mm, Well, it could. The the other thing, you know, we talked about um, a couple of episodes ago about the whole always online thing. And while that has been alleviated with um, Microsoft announcing that playing single-player games does not need the Xbox One to be connected to the internet. So it's kind of alleviated that. But we've got this whole kind of fog around the way that games are going to be Played and how the ownership sort of thing is going to happen, because yeah, the after sales. So far, the yeah, what they've so mm. far said is that you know you buy you purchase a game on a disc, you stick it in the machine, it installs it onto the hard drive, and then if you want to sell the disc because you've finished with the game and you know the whole aftermarket that a lot of different game stores are all around the you know selling used games you are going to have to pay a fee to microsoft to be able to on sell this game that you purchased and i'm not cool with that
0: yeah i a lot of people I'm are not, not a cool.
1: big, i'm not a big fan of the whole constant licensing constantly having to repay for the same thing and that's that's all I see. This is this is just them, you having purchased a game at full price, and having f- finished it, passing that game on to somebody else, you have to then pay again to have the ability to pass it on to somebody else.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem right, does it?
1: No, it doesn't. It does not seem right at all. And, and, and it's I like think- double dipping, and I'm not I'm not fine with double dipping. So
0: what you're saying then, Brett, if I understood you uh, correctly, is that Microsoft, with all those things that people are being critical of, Microsoft have to be very, very careful because they do have the, the big guys at Sony well, you know, with an impending release of a new console yeah. that could steal their thunder if Microsoft annoy their customers too much.
1: Yeah, yeah. If, if they kind of, because they've got, like you've said, they've got a really good product here it's a, it's, well, they've got the potential for a really good product here because once again, all we've got is the announcement fluff. So we've got the potential of a really good innovative product and if they fluff it up by annoying people, by rejigging everything so much that it just turns people off, then they're not going to get the market share they need. They're not going to get people using it. Except for the Xbox stalwarts.
0: The Xbox what?
1: Stalwarts. Fanboys.
0: Oh, okay.
1: God, I used a big word, Ed, and you didn't know.
0: <laughs> oh, know. my God. I know. Get a dictionary. I know. Actually, speaking <laughs> of dictionaries and technology and that, I see, uh, was it a week or two ago, that dumb phone has been added into the Oxford English Dictionary? It's now a word. Dumb phone. Oh, what is? Dumb phone.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: As it opposed is. to, you know, smartphone. Because there was no yeah. name for those before, because that's all there was.
1: Well, they were just cell phones.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, anyway, there you go. Just a little side note there. Now, Twitter, by the way, finally gets two factor.
1: Yeah. Neat. It's, neat yeah, it's a, it. it's a bit late. It's a bit late. It's a bit late. There have been some notable hacks to oh, um, yeah. different Twitter accounts over the past few months, including Associated uh,
0: Press, where the uh, shares yeah. went crazy, didn't they?
1: Well, indeed, but that's partially the US stock market to blame for <laughs> allowing Twitter feeds to be part of their...
0: Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah sure,
1: system. sure. So but they never, kind of shot themselves in the foot there. Yeah, that's true, but <laughs> that never, that nevertheless, kind of nevertheless. But nevertheless, it, it's, it's a cool thing, yeah. but we'll see whether or not how many people actually debate because Twitter would shoot themselves in the foot if they made it mandatory because a lot of people, especially, you know, social media is about easy is easy to use, easy to do, and two-factor that requires SMS texts adds an extra step, an extra time lag, and possibly an extra cost to the person tweeting. So it's whether or not it's going to be opt-in, at least at the beginning it's going to be opt-in, but yeah. It's, well, it's, see how many people pick up on it because while it is a brilliant move for security and I give them a thumbs up for that, it's a much needed improvement to security. How that goes across, well, how the user base that wants it to be easy to use picks up on that.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I, I've i looked at it and I read about it and I went to the preferences and I thought, mm nah. no.
1: Now I probably uh, uh, and a lot of people will. Yeah, and I think for most people, for you know, for the general population, it's not going to matter. Uh, it's not going to matter too much. But for those core services and core, you know, celebrities, core services like AP uh, and different corporations and companies that have Twitter accounts, they're going to really enjoy being able to be, you know, in- enabling this and having an extra layer of security on their system. But for the general population of Twitter users, I don't think they will ever turn it on because it adds an extra step, extra time to the whole thought process and possibly a potential cost to them. Yeah, that's so right,
0: with the text, uh, SMS, yeah. yeah. You know, the, the thing is, I I hate to say it, but I I'll probably only turn it on if my account gets hacked. I'm going to take exactly. a, a reactive approach, which is not not good. But, but you know, it really does come down to, well, how important is it to me, you know, uh, versus the, you know, the, uh, what do you call it? the And the, how the cost much
1: damage of, it could do. That whole risk.
0: Yeah, if it was hacked, and exactly, the, yeah. The
1: risk and, of your account being hacked and how much damage that could do to you is significantly less than the AP's account.
0: Hacked. oh absolutely <laughs> a- absolutely i mean we may and, have and
1: i would say that same goes for the vast majority of
0: twitter yeah. users and we may have quite a few followers on uh on the boys of tech account but it's not exactly you know i mean if it got hacked and our twitter account said some weird stuff i'm sure most of our listeners would figure it out but uh yeah anyway it's got it's it's now there it's available it's optional if you want to use it use it if you don't don't uh but definitely check it out at least
1: Indeed, and it does add that extra layer of protection for those accounts that actually need it.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you are, because there are people out there that are actually looking for higher security and have actually said, I want to secure my Twitter account even more. What can I do? This is something you can do. So, yeah. so there you go. All right. Now, the, the inventor of the... Uh <laughs> the inventor of the GIF. No, no, the inventor of the GIF I was gonna say. I'm saying that yeah. for, for a very good reason, aren't I, Brett? The inventor of the GIF uh image format says it should be pronounced GIF, not GIF. But
1: then he is wrong.
0: Well he coined it. He coined yeah, it. Yeah, but now, it's we talk-
1: irrelevant. he's he, it's we're, irrelevant. As the um the um We're
0: talking about Steve oh, Wilhite man. here.
1: As the lead editor of the Oxford English Dictionary said, regardless of who coined a word and what they intended the word to sound like, it is how it is used in common usage that ends up being what is acceptable.
0: Exactly. And do most people say GIF or GIF?
1: I would say that most people say GIF because what does GIF stand for, Edwin?
0: Graphics Interchange Format, I believe.
1: And how do you say graphics?
0: Graphics. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> you say it with a G. You do. No, so exactly. Whether He's or not graphics. yeah, acronym, exactly. because it is an acronym, <laughs> not a word. Now, if it was an, a word, right, then sure, he could say that it's pronounced GIF. But because it is an acronym and the acronym is for graphics interchange format, it is GIF. In the pronunciation.
0: Yeah, I, I saw that. That was one of the reasons given. I, I don't particularly think that is a valid reason because I think what with an, a pronounceable acronym, you see it as a word. But regardless, aside from that, really it comes down to, I, I think, what the Oxford English Dictionary said, and that is that, so he may have coined it, Yeah, Steve Wilhite may, may have coined, come up with the acronym G-I-F. He may have also, and well, he did. We know that he did. He also wanted it to be pronounced GIF. But if everyone's pronouncing it GIF, it's GIF. Well, it's it's either or, actually, according to the dictionary. Indeed, yeah. But he's, uh, you know, Steve Wilhite is a, a, a sort of has come out a little bit annoyed that people are still debating on on how it should be pronounced, and those in his view are pronouncing it incorrectly when they say GIF.
1: But they're not, because it is a perfectly acceptable pronunciation of that acronym.
0: Well, that's right. So there you go. That was a little story that came out uh, last week, and I I thought. Yeah, it was just an interesting little thing. Because I, I've, I, I've heard a couple of people say Jif, but not many. Probably 95%, mm. 98% of the people I know say Gif. Yeah. Mm.
1: <laughs> I would never pronounce it Jif.
0: Jif, no. Jif, that reminds me of some cleaning product.
1: Indeed. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> Jiff <laughs> is a cleaning product that starts with a J
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah, it starts with a J A yeah. G
1: starts with a G <laughs> And it's a G <laughs> Yeah, although you know, Even by just generic English pronunciation uh, the, the You know, it would still be a G
0: Well, I don't know A lot of When there's E's and I's that follow a G It can often be a J, Like generic You said the word generic It's not generic Yeah uh, But then True. there are words with G-I that are G Like gil but then there's ginger, so, you know, it, it varies, so I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the thing is, he's fighting an uphill battle. Steve Woolhite, okay, you may want it to be GIF, and you can say GIF, but unfortunately for you, most people say GIF, and so the Oxford English Dictionary accepts both pronunciations.
1: Uh, well, in fact, all the dictionaries, all the available online dictionaries, at least, um, all pre- accept both pronunciations.
0: True. Hey, you know what I'll do now? I'm going to check my Apple dictionary that comes built into Apple, let, into the OS. Let's see what it says. Mm-hmm. GIF. Actually, it might not even be there. Here we go. Uh, pronounced GIF. Yeah, in fact, only GIF. That doesn't say GIF. Uh-huh. So, well, so, so on the Apple Mac, <laughs> Steve Jobs or Cook or whoever it is It, it stands this? for graphics
1: interchange yeah, formats. Therefore, right. it must be GIF. GIF.
0: Anyway, there you go. All right. Now, Facebook. <laughs> Let's talk about Facebook because oh, f- so an interesting trend, Brad, is that teens are now starting to see Facebook as a little old. And uh, when I say old, I mean in two did ways. did I mention it, Yeah, I, I was, was
1: certain I had mentioned this when we were doing all those yeah, talks you did. about I know Facebook you had, you, several months yes, ago. Yes,
0: you foresaw this. <laughs> so let, when I say old, I mean in two ways. One, it's been there for a while. And number two, there's older people on there. Like, like their parents.
1: They're, yes, these are the the kids flocked to Facebook, and suddenly their parents flocked to Facebook, and now the kids are like, oh, Yeah, God. it's not that great anymore. <laughs> and they're also <laughs> one of the other things that I thought was um, even more interesting uh, than the fact that they're getting turned off it because it's you know it's it's passe now as a social media, and it's also full of their parents. Was that they're getting tired of how much management time they have to put in to managing their Facebook presence.
0: Finally they (laughs) realise.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because you're not one of these people,
0: are you, but you've got Facebook, but you don't sit there three or four times a day. I've got
1: Facebook and I turned all of the privacy settings onto Macs and it is just my, yeah, a singular presence. And you don't
0: spend three or four sessions a day updating and finding new content to throw on there, do you?
1: (laughs) once or twice every few months.
0: <laughs> yeah, but some of these teens, of course, are like that and they do spend a yeah, lot of time. They and as, as you said, they, a lot of them are now are sort of finding that, uh, you know,
1: a, a but... It's, it's yeah, they're finding that it's too much effort to maintain, you know, to go through and manage their presence on Facebook and they're getting sick of all the dramas that get played out on Facebook and they're looking for something with uh, better control over privacy because of their, the amount of time they're having to spend managing the
0: presence. On the flip side, though, we're not seeing that everyone's leaving Facebook and droves and it's going to be tumbleweed tomorrow, right?
1: No, no, but we, Facebook has just such a mass at, that it's impossible for you to just jump ship. People have put too much time and effort into it. But what we see is a significant trend moving away from Facebook and heading to Twitter. Because Twitter they see as being having better privacy controls and being a lot simpler to maintain.
0: There's far fewer features on, on, on Twitter. You don't have like, you know, photo, exactly. Well, you can tweet photos, but you don't the, have a photo. That
1: going for as women. well is the fact that it's not... So clunky and annoying to use with all of these things which you get bombarded with, that Facebook is.
0: So, really, this is a trend to watch. Are we at peak Facebook? I don't know, but it's certainly a trend that, you know, with teens that we've noticed. The thing is, what, what's a little bit worrying is that trends with teens in a, uh, what do you call it, in a community largely made up by teens is really something to watch because that's where things are going to start moving.
1: Indeed. It was the downfall of MySpace.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was. Uh, yeah, MySpace is what? Well, that's tumbleweed now, isn't it? Indeed. It's tu- tumbleweed rolling it's through there. It's
1: tumbleweed. It's tried to reinvent itself so many times. It's like music, music, um, yeah. social
0: media. It hasn't worked. Yeah, I I, I do wonder who At still it, uses <laughs> If it has
1: worked, it, it's certainly not newsworthy.
0: I, I, I still wonder who uses these things. Hey, do you remember Geo <laughs> GeoCities. <laughs> Oh, yep. GeoCities. I remember when that died. We we tweeted. We mm. not tweeted rather we podcast about that, didn't we? Indeed.
1: Uh The GeoCities yeah. was the first free homepage place. That's right.
0: Yeah, that was oh, huge. Social
1: media but still online media.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's not we're not talking the social network here, but yeah. I was It was GeoCities
1: yeah. and Angel Fire, were not
0: it? Oh yeah, that's right. GeoCities and Angel Fire. That's right
1: with the two yep. oh, yes. big ones. Now we're oh, reminiscing. The, the, yeah, the teens of our days in the internet. Yeah,
0: that's right. You mentioned that to teens <laughs> now. just y- there. Yeah, you mentioned that to teens now. And they're like, what? Who? What's that? Yeah. What's Chesity's? What's Angel Fire? Yeah. Who are they? Indeed. <laughs> okay, so that was uh, trends on Facebook. Now, trends, last... Yeah. O- sorry?
1: Social media trends.
0: Yeah, social media trends. That's right. So, last story for the international section, and that is news that a vintage Apple computer—we're talking about an Apple One. There's only six known remaining working units in the world. There, there could be more, but there's people only—you know—only six are known at the moment. Mm-hmm. It recently sold at an auction for five hundred and sixteen thousand euros. That's over half a million euros for one computer with no screen, no keyboard. You've got to add those yourself.
1: Indeed. But look at it. Look at it. When was this made? It was made in 1976. It was made the same year I was. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's right. Yeah,
0: same as me. <laughs> we were made the same year that this thing was made, Edward. I know. Are we, are we worth 500,000 euros?
1: We're worth way more
0: than that. <laughs> Oh, uh, yes. Well, look, it originally sold for $666 US when it was first released. That was Steve Wozniak with his nice, uh, with his uh, like of repeating digits. Mm-hmm. He's a bit like me. Like You know, when I go to the service station, I'll always stop at a repeating number. Like the other day, I got $66.66 uh, 66 worth and stuff like that. And uh, I always do that.
1: <laughs> That's annoying to, to pay the cashier.
0: Government. Well, well I pay it on the card. And, of course, the computer... Puts it through anyway. Well, yeah, so, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, I always do that. I, always, I go for nice round numbers. Oh, I see, you're a round number guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I
1: try to get it to the to the exactly of the dollar.
0: Well, you can actually punch that in though if you wanted, but oh, do you,
1: yeah. you do it. Oh, it's far more fun to try and do it yourself.
0: Yeah, I know. It's like a game, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I do the same, but of course, I do repeating figures and uh, so, or or sometimes I do like um like for example seventy four. Dollars and seventy-four cents. So I go seventy-four, seventy-four. Uh, so you,
1: you you get your, your repetition in that way.
0: Yeah, either that or all the same. I
1: I do nice round round numbers, or I go for the 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 half. So you know, go for ten dollars, go for twenty dollars, or if it's somewhere in the middle, I'll try for fifteen. It's like when setting my volume. My volume is always ten or 15, or 20. I don't really? I don't look around with the little ones in the Brett, middle. Brett, there's, a, there, just boom, boom, boom. there's a
0: little bit of OCD in that.
1: It, it, it's slightly, yes. <laughs> it's slightly, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just a hint. A hint this of OCD. Not to try and get.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with OCD. I'm sure I, I think I've got hints of that. Um, <laughs> Hence, you sure? <laughs> what, lots of? Is that what you're implying? Now, now. All right, look, let's uh, let's end that there. Uh, Actually, should we say more about this auction? It was uh, held in Germany, I think. German Auction House Brecker. Indeed. That was an Asian client Uh, who who didn't want to be named. Was
1: it just the piece of hardware that Apple called the Apple One and sold as the Apple One, or was it a fully functioning unit with all of the peripherals that you had to pay extra for?
0: I don't know, but I suspect it was just the circuit board, which is what –
1: which you know, was what was sold for six hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah, that, that's what and I, had I to think. Pay several hundred more dollars to buy a case, a keyboard. And yeah, a exactly.
0: <laughs> but look, if you're spending half a mil euro, what's another? What's it an even another thousand? You know. Mm. Anyway, so yeah, it was an Asian uh, client, didn't want to be named, and it was signed by uh, signed by who was it signed by? Was Bosniak. Yep, Steve Wasniewski.
1: Was signature on it and a business letter from
0: Steve oh jobs. yeah that's right there was a business letter from from jobs in there mm-hmm. didn't say anything about the business letter um, so yeah all right anyway that is it that is the uh, the international stories but don't go away because right after this i've got a couple of new zealand stories and in fact i might even throw in a sneaky third right after this don't go away Back now in Wellington, we are apparently when I say we as an ICT staff are paid more than any other part of the country. That's right, five to ten thousand dollars more a year is what ICT workers in Wellington are paid than Auckland or other regions.
1: And what is the other thing, the other metric that they measured? which kind of goes hand in hand yeah, with this. Right. Well, the good. That's well, a, correlates to it.
0: <laughs> good point, Brett. Let's, let's mention that. And that is that uh, ICT workers in the capital are 10% less likely than those in, in Auckland to leave the country for another job.
1: Indeed. So we're happier so, here. So what we've got here is that working in IT in Wellington... Is where um, it's at. <laughs> is is yeah, is is where it's at. It's a it's a good place to work. You are valued and the the culture keeps you here. And it's a well, whereas here. working in the um the 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 mega city of Auckland is well, the complete opposite of all of those. And of course Wellington's very, very well networked. You know,
0: it is I must say I am surprised because I think from memory, in fact, I'm very sure from memory that in general, so not just ICT, but in general, salaries are higher in Auckland than there are in, than they are in Wellington. Uh, but when you just look at the ICT sector, it's the other way around. And that is actually very, very interesting, I think. Yeah, yeah. It, All the
1: big ICT is in Wellington. And yeah.
0: Yeah. Of course, we know why. It's because the big government contracts. Big but, government uh, contracts,
1: you know. big movie stuff. Oh yeah, so, we've got
0: movie industry here now as well. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But originally, of course, the, the 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 reason for such a concentration of ICT in Wellington was was to do with the myriad of i uh, of government contracts that come out, and of course the the sort of support around that and the you know second tier and third tier that feed off of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that was kind of interesting. Also, uh, the the other stats, the other story I've got for New Zealand is uh, another trend story, and that is that smartphone ownership in New Zealand over the last year has gone from 33% to 60%. Awesome. Now it's not surprising uh but I just thought I'd, I'd give you because we've got the figures they've come out I thought I'd I'd give you the figures they're kind of I guess what you'd expect uh, I must say though um at 60% of smartphone ownership I'm in the 40%. I'm now in the minority. <laughs> I have a dumb phone and only a dumb phone. Oh well. But yeah, you know, one day. Indeed. One, one day.
1: day you'll you'll upgrade. I will. Well, it one a day cheap do, Android phone. Well, one day that you won't be able to
0: get dumb phones probably.
1: Oh no, there will always be a need for dumb phones. Do you think? Yeah, there are do certain really environments. Think? Yeah, yeah, there are environments where a smartphone is just not good. Like what? They're they're I they're incredibly think. fragile. Oh, I see. You think okay. of all okay. the people okay. who yeah. do rugged sports, right. people who go out hunting, all that sort of stuff. They're going to want something rugged that's going to last, going through a stream, last getting covered in mud, last you know possibly being in your back pocket as you fall out of something. Yeah, people are going true. to want. They're, they're not as rugged. To that, see, the see that phones. ruggedness, whereas yeah. smartphones, even with a ruggedized case on a smartphone, that thing takes too big of a knock, and that your incredibly expensive piece of equipment suddenly got a really, really broken screen.
0: Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, actually. Actually, Brett, the other story I was going to sneak in there, by the way, is, and I don't know when this happened. I don't know if this was in the last week or the last month or the last three months, but not too long ago, Twitter via SMS became available on 2Degrees, and I only just discovered it last week. I've turned it on, I have it now, and I'm getting all these uh, text message updates from Dave Smart when he updates his Twitter feed. There you go, and was as yeah. well. In fact, I got one from was just a little while ago, uh, while we were on the show, when we were talking about one of our earlier stories. He says arrival of AC triple eight. I think that's a flight from VOW, which is Ottawa, to LHR, which is London Heathrow Terminal Three. Yep, there he is. He's gone from Ottawa to Heathrow, and so he's in. He's landed in London.
1: Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So, so if you if you also want to stalk was like Edwin. You now know that he's in London. <laughs> now, I've only got a couple of
0: people on that you know, set up so that it comes through my mobile. The rest of the feed doesn't because I don't really care about some random you know, Jack saying that he's uh, having spinach for dinner. I don't, <laughs> I don't want that on my phone. <laughs> anyway, there you go. So if you are on two degrees, and the reason I say this, by the way, is because for right from the get-go, pretty much, Telecom and Vodafone had twitter integration two degrees has only just got it in the last i well like i said i don't know when it was but if you have been hanging out for it and you don't know and you didn't know that it was available on two degrees you do now yeah eight nine eight seven is the the short code
1: <laughs> how we much know, does it
0: cost uh not oh yeah that's actually a very good point it's nine cents it's not the the 20 cents or the the uh 16 cents or anything it's nine cents to text eight nine eight seven and of course to receive it's free absolutely free Awesome. So if you really want, you can turn on mobile, the mobile option for all your followers and you'll get all these text messages of their status updates and it won't cost you a cent. But do you really want to do that? Cool. All right, that's it. And, Brett, that's all we have. Unless there's something you want to add to the, to the uh, story no. list? No, we're all good. All right, well, that was another show. Uh, let's wrap it up. That was episode 214. Thank you very much for joining us. Brett, I want to thank you for co-hosting.
1: Always a pleasure,
0: Ed. Excellent. We'll do it again next week, right? Next uh, Monday morning? Mm Mm-hmm. Perfect. Let's do it then. All right. Take care, everyone. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Goodbye.
1: Bye-bye.